Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Thank you once again, one and all, for joining us here on Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. My next guest specializes in web development of online stores for the CBD industry. With eight years of e-commerce, or in the text, which is called e-com, development experience working with Magento, Shopify, and WordPress design, I'm joined by the founder and CTO of Natalico. That is spelled N-E-T-A-L-I-C-O Commerce. I'm joined with the founder and CTO, Mark William Lewis. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So really good and glad to get this kind of area when it comes to e-commerce and uh, the congestion when it comes to not necessarily cannabis. We're going to talk more about the CBD industry. But as you know, on this program, I don't just talk about CBD on this show because I know it is encompassed everywhere. And obviously, it's boomed like anybody's ever imagined, not just because it's necessarily of cannabis derivation, but it's because of hemp derivation. Now, let's talk about Natalico Commerce right off the bat. It helps e-commerce companies grow their businesses for years through smart development and data-driven design. Mark, talk to me about how you made inroads service the CBD industry, as you refer to it, and what are some of the common issues you help address with these companies? Yeah, so my entry into CBD uh, was about a year and a half ago. Uh, I had a a new client approach me, and they were interested in selling a CBD beauty product. And at that point, you know, uh, I I actually thought it would be like no big deal, but it kind of sent me on a rabbit hole of, you know, uh, figuring out the, the regulations and rules and restrictions of selling CBD online. Um, because as you know, uh, it is, isn't cannabis or full, you know, THC. Um, so you can sell it online, but there's so many different kind of restrictions and like kind of nuances uh, right now that you still have to figure out. Now, do you do anything in terms of servicing companies that are also providing affiliate programs for the CBD market? Um, so that's something that uh, we've never done, but some of our clients uh, in CBD have inquired about it. Um, so it's it's definitely an interest uh, in that area because there's you know a lot a lot of uh, money being poured into marketing and just general sales in CBD right now. Now, what about Natalco itself? I mean, give me a little more of the breadth of what you offer in terms of services two clients that would be in the market. Um, if you could break down a little bit of what you offer, what's the spectrum of services you provide? Yeah. So, you know, in addition to you know, CBD retailers, uh, we uh, service like a, a full service of e-commerce companies and, you know, e-commerce being basically anyone that sells online. Um, my, my background was just as a general web developer, you know, eight or nine years ago. And uh, over time, um, me and the company got more specialized in e-commerce because uh, it, it does have a very strong technology component, but I also appreciate you know, the marketing and sales side of it. Um, so now Natal- Natalico uh, 
not only does development, uh, we do like a UX design, um, graphic design, and kind of general marketing, but all uh, targeted and specialized in working with e-commerce companies. So now I see some of the products are being put out there, some of your recent projects. And I guess what it comes down to is, you know, you obviously just had happened to have a client that came into the space and said, well, we want to go and get ourselves entrenched into the, the business here of what you're doing with um, a CBD. It just happened to be the market that just got brought into the fact. Now, with all the experience you have in e-commerce development, working with Magenta, Shopify, and WordPress, uh, talk to me about the clientele. Obviously, there's a lot of clients that come from Silicon Valley that, that are working businesses in the CBD and cannabis markets. And we're seeing a lot of that being brought in because it is a kind of a natural degree where there are niche markets within the tech space that people will go ahead and look into and say, well, you know what? Um, you know, maybe a decade ago, it might've been adult. Maybe it might've been, you know, travel, some other niche that was out there. Now we're entrenched in the cannabis and CBD. So talk to me about, you know, what talk about the client's uh, understanding of what you do and how much of a learning curve is there with the clients you have? Yeah. So uh, typically when uh, we have a new client approach us, the, the one, at least the one common denominator is that they're in e-commerce. Um, but beyond that, uh, we look at the, the vertical they're in, whether uh, it's CBD or, you know, clothing or, you know, photos. Um, and we see, you know, if we have a similar client that we've worked with and we can kind of pull from the experience of that. But as you said, you know, um, there's kind of new industries uh, popping up uh, every day. And CBD was, has been one of the new industries in the past, you know, year that we've been really trying to reach out to and, and understand better so that we can uh, guide these merchants through the, the journey of like kind of watering those regulations and just restrictions, uh, depending on whether you're on Magento, Shopify, or Big Commerce, it's just it's a little different for every platform. So one of the pro, one of the uh, so I mean, obviously with Metallica, there have been certain projects that most likely you could say that haven't really you know some of your projects have not. What's the best way to put it? they're not too far away from, you know, seeing where a client like a CBD company would come in and ask you for help because I see some of the work you've done with Frumari, which uh, does premium hookah tobacco, and you're showing the, the, the machinery. You can show, like, the kind of the flavors that they have available. So it's really not a stretch for you to go and jump into CBD into vaping, things like that, if that's what you wanted to go without disclosing who the client is. Uh, talk to me about having this first client in the space and, What's the room for growth in Natalico's opinion? Yeah, um, I think I think the CBD market uh, has a lot of room for growth, um, and you know, you know, pointing out Fumari too. That that was basically one of our you know existing clients that was similar enough to you know a CBD client where we had to understand uh, the regulations of of selling this kind of regulated product. You know, the regulations are different for tobacco. Um, but, you know, similarly to CBD, they're actually always kind of evolving. And, you know, there was a law passed in California just last year that has more restrictions. And, you know, we've had to go through that journey uh, with Fumari. Um, with 
the first CBD client that we uh, started working on, and they actually they haven't released their product because they're still in testing phase. Um, it's it's been really interesting. We did a lot of the kind of e-commerce research and, and as far as like payment gateways and like shipping um, very early on, and we were able to figure out that kind of navigate that journey. Um, but the uh, the company is still in the testing phase, and uh, it's actually kind of interesting where um, they'll they'll release more information about it later. Um, but you know, instead of just you know creating a product and then just putting CBD in it and just releasing it, they made sure that like it's really effective, and they've found some variations and you know whether it's effective in certain doses or you know certain topicals or edibles. Um, and uh, I'm excited for when they're they're releasing the the final product later this year because they'll reveal all that research and all that data on like what did and didn't work um, because a lot of a lot of companies right now are just trying to hop on the CBD bandwagon and basically uh, just throw CBD in every product they can and you know people uh, will buy it just because it it sounds cool. No. When it comes to this particular client, and I just want to get this just out of what you've had to deal with firsthand. Uh, talk to me about what you've had to do. Has there been a lot of legal consulting that you've had to do in terms of labeling, in terms of what is being claimed by this client as to what their product is able to do? Yeah, definitely. Um, with, with their claims, they have, they have to be very careful um, to not get and like there's a there's a like fine line between claims that kind of the FDA would regulate and kind of just like generic claims and a lot the the way a lot of CBD companies get around it is they they have a, products that have CBD and also other ingredients and they're able to make claims for the entire product based on the data for some of those ingredients. Maybe they don't actually have any data that says like the CBD makes the product better or worse, uh, but they have, you know, some other like retinol or something like that uh, in the product and they can use that existing data. Um, so th there's a lot of workarounds that people are doing right now. And I think there's more and more testing being done. And I, I think that's really good. Um, but right now, you do have to really be careful as a, a retailer of what claims that you put on the product. And as a consumer, like, really like, look at the verbiage and, and see like, what claims that they're claiming uh, based on like, what studies. I'm here with Mark William Lewis, the founder and CTO of Natalico Commerce. Here on Pump Business, we're going to be back with more questions. We're going to talk about the growing CBD market and we'll talk about some of the issues that are coming in uh, when it comes to a company like Natalico wanting to enter more and to expand more into the space. We're going to talk about some of the new stories that have come out about that and more coming up here in just a moment. Stay with us. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. 
my guests say Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling. With the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're here on Blunt Business with Mark William Lewis, the founder and CTO of Natalico Commerce. That is spelled N-E-T-A-L-I-C-O. The National Retail Foundation reports sales from CBD-based products are expected to increase by 700%. What a huge number. Making a nearly a $5 billion industry with a variety of retailers from lifestyle and beauty to food and beverage infusing CBD within their products. This is a trend to keep top of mind in, the, in 2020 as the year goes on. With the future of e-commerce can yield many uncertainties, one trend stands out. Success is inherently tied to anticipating the changing preferences of consumers and delivering an experience consistent with their wants and needs. Mark, talk to me about, can you see this market that, do you see that this market might be a, potentially a fly-by-night because of the, you know, the, really the exponential growth that we're seeing right now, or is there a long runway ahead for this market? Yeah, I I do think that there's a bit of a bubble being created specifically around CBD right now. Um, But I, I would say a lot of companies like, you know, the, the famous like Ignite um, are positioning themselves in the CBD market and anticipation for the legalization of, you know, you know, marijuana on like a federal level. And um, so I think that this CBD uh, kind of bubble is a bit of an on-ramp to like full legalization. And once the companies are already positioned um, to sell CBD, they won't have to jump through quite so many hoops and also 
they'll have you know a pretty significant customer base that is interested in cannabinoid uh, related products. Interesting, you mentioned uh, Ignite, and uh, that's of course uh, the incomparable Dan Bilzerian that runs that company. And actually, we got to talk to his, uh, I think, I believe his former president now, Jim McCormick, who was on the program back uh, this past summer. So knowing where Ignite went and the kind of direction it goes was a, quite an interesting story. And really, uh, just remember going back to that story and hearing, you know, just the encounter with Dan Bilzerian, how he runs things. Um, obviously, visionary in the space. Now, when it comes down to it, I mean, we see ourselves and what, what part of the country are you based? Um, I'm in Miami, Florida. Oh, we're not that far. I'm in Boca Raton. So you can see here in Florida, all the different CBD products are being put in various in bodegas, in convenience <laughs> stores, in stores that, you know, what are we doing with CBD products here? It's obviously there needs to be a purge of these products because, you know, with the regulations not being put into place, there is a deal where we're not getting a crackdown. And, you know, there are just authorities that are unable to crack down on which products are being sold. And we're getting a public that's getting that initial testing of CBD products that are getting a bad rap for it because they're going to realize they're getting a bad product. Are they ever going to go out and then consume or try a legitimate product? Do you see that being an issue that might be a correction of the market that needs to happen? Definitely. You know, right now I'm, I'm seeing, particularly in some states like, uh, like New York, um, they are looking at CBD very closely and, you know, trying to decide whether or how to regulate it. Um, I, I don't think they want to like crack down on it so much, but, you know, CBD uh, as like edible versus like a topical is very different when you're using it as an edible you're really like putting something in your body, your bloodstream, um, you know, versus like a topical, like a skincare product. It might be, it might be more of a, a gray area. And um, to that end, like Facebook, there's a technicality where, um, you know, Facebook doesn't allow CBD edibles to be advertised, but they do allow CBD uh, topicals to be advertised. But you kind of have to go around the system. Right. And when it comes down to social media, that's a great point because there are some limitations being put out there in terms of how platforms like yours, if they're able to go ahead and share particular products to promote through social media, um, you're having to find a lot of end arounds, correct? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned affiliate marketing and I, I do think affiliate marketing is uh, uh, even more powerful in the CBD and cannabis space because right. there's less options for, you know, traditional modes of advertising like Facebook and Instagram and Google ads. I mean, I mean, there's been some where SMS messaging has become the thought. I'm like, what are we going to go through message boards now? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> we don't even need to get to that point, <laughs> but it's true. I feel like it's just gotten some archaic motives that need to be made in order to get the product out, the, out to the public. But then there are some people that are able to just mass produce certain products put the label, the letters on it and think, well, it's just some wonder drug. So people get the wrong perception of the product and the real, you know, the real, the real benefits, if you will. Yeah. Now, let me go ahead and ask I, about this. This is interesting because it is CBD you're only talking about from when our initial discussions when I went ahead and looked at having you on the program. But I am curious about uh, just why it's just CBD and not the other phytocannabinoids, as I call them, because I'm sure you're aware of other 
types of, uh, there's not just CBD, there's now CBG, CBN, CBC, and other products that are going to come to the forefront, and I'm sure that will come into play. But in overall, since you're just making the intros into, the, into this industry, according to the report from the Los Angeles Business Journal, this is a big story that just came out, High Times, which everybody knows is synonymous with the cannabis industry, is trying to reverse an $11.9 million net loss that suffered in the first half of 2019, which makes retail not only an interesting proposition for that brand, but even perhaps a vital one. The idea is to create what the company's executive chairman was quoted as calling, quote, a multifaceted cannabis brand company that will now touch the leaf. We focus on high margin business segments, including flagship dispensaries, licensing relationships, along with e-commerce and delivery. According to this report from the LA Business Journal, High Times e-commerce will be channeled through its online sites, hightimes.com and 420.com, and via social media accounts. In addition, the venture promises Instacart-like same-day delivery service. Talk to me about your team's focus on everything CBD. As the, Do you see the opportunities where you might expand into the full cannabis space? Do you think there's for some companies, I know they still stay in the tech space, but they also then create a division that focuses into the cannabis space. Do you see the Talico following that same suit? Yeah, I, I think, you know, as I mentioned, CBD might be an on-ramp to uh, full, you know, cannabis sales. I think for us as a company, we see it uh, in this, the same way. I think it's it's very valuable to learn the market um, you know, learn the data and working with these type of companies um, so that we're positioned to help, you know, full cannabis sales. At the same time, um, the, the regulations and particularly in the United States are very different from state to state. And probably until it's legalized on a federal level, um, it, it'll be fairly niche for, at least for us in e-commerce because, um, there's just so many state by state restrictions, and you know if like we're we're based we're based all over the world, um, but if we're having to learn the regulations for a company in California versus North Carolina, you know versus Florida, it's just it's a lot to deal with. And I think once it becomes legal on a federal level, it'll be a, a lot more simple to deal with these kind of national or global e-commerce companies. All right, so I'm here again with Mark William Lewis, the founder and CTO of Natalico Commerce. We're going to be back with final questions with Mark in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. 
SmartPots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, SmartPots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? SmartPots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million SmartPots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions with Mark William Lewis, the founder and CTO of Natalico Commerce. Uh, website is N-E-T-A-L-I-C-O.com. There you go. Can't be here to the, the miss there. All right. So I want to make up one quick point here in the business, just to let everybody know, this is kind of outside of the scope of the interview, but I wanted to make this note that we just saw. When it comes to CBD, the first U.S. over-the-counter CBD drug has been given FDA certification. And that is called Alexicure. So it's been certified for pain relief. And it's after a year-long process, they finally got it through the FDA. So it's the first and currently only over-the-counter topical drug with cannabidiol to be registered and certified to date. It's said to be an all-natural, not addictive pain relief cream, helped to reduce inflammation, swelling, aches, and pains. And in this product, it talked about how it went through all the different things where it had to go through compliances. One of the compliances was with the Banned Substance Control Group, or BSCG. So it was made safe for use by athletes at competitive levels. And that was part of the thing for the athletes in the space. Um, just thought it was quite interesting to bring that point across as those are listening to the program this week. Now, back to you, Mark. Since hemp was removed from Schedule One of the Controlled Substances Act, the hemp bill of 2018, we're now 2020. We still haven't gotten the full implementation as of yet from the FDA. CBD products market has exploded since. So CBD now is used from everything. We already know what it is. Sold those shelves and online. But now here's the thing. CBD dietary supplements and food are still not legal according to the FDA. For dietary supplements, FDA's primary reasoning for why CBD cannot be a legal dietary supplement ingredient is that before CBD was ever sold as a dietary supplement, it was first publicly researched as an investigational new drug by GW Pharmaceuticals. This means under the Federal Feud Drug and Cosmetic Act, the exclusion clause, CBD is ineligible to meet the definition of a dietary supplement under the acts. Uh, and it's got a whole lot of letters and numbers I'm not going to bother with. <laughs> so honestly, how much room is left for the growth of the CBD market? Uh, because really, 
it's about the implementation by the FDA. We're still waiting for them. They're still waiting with comments from the public. They're still over, way, way over and overseeing before they make a determination, before they give us actual guidelines. Once that barrier is risen, I mean, what do you see the market looking like after that? Yeah, I, uh, I I think one of the uh, biggest restrictions right now, because the it's like it's a bit of a gray area from the FDA standpoint, and um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Safe Banking Act. Yes, where you know it's it's also a gray area for payments and uh, you know finances, where it's very hard for any cannabinoid uh, re- related pro- uh, companies to do banking and like process credit cards. And that's been a, a big struggle in the e-commerce industry. Um, it's it's been it's gotten better with companies like Square Payments um, releasing like a, a CBD uh, e-commerce gateway. Um, and uh, before that, there was like uh, you know this, these high-risk payment gateways, which sometimes took you know ten to twenty percent of the transactions, whereas like a normal payment would be maybe three percent. Uh, to process a credit card. Um, and just so, to keep in mind, folks, for the, for those who are listening, when it comes to the Safe Banking Act, we've talked about it extensively here on the program. Thought I'd give an actual update about that. The most recent update we have is there are four lead bipartisan sponsors of HR, House Resolution 1595 to forward the Safe Banking Act so it could go to vote in the Senate. And that's according to uh, four representatives, uh, the Democrat from Colorado, Ed Permuter, Steve Stivers, Rep- Rep- Republican from Ohio, Denny Heck, Democrat from Washington, Warren Davidson, Republican from Ohio. Senate, they sent a letter to the Senate Banking Committee Chairman, Mike Crapo, asking to advance the Senate version of the bill in the interest of, quote, public safety concerns resulting from marijuana-related transactions being forced outside of the regulated banking system. So again, they want to get that push forward. Same thing with the FDA. We just need to see something actually happening here moving forward across with all this. But again, the barriers that have to be crossed so that we can go and get this across. And also, it's for the good of the, the public when it comes to, you know, I mean, for the safe banking, it's one different story. But when it comes to FDA implementation of the hemp bill, it's really so that we can go ahead and have proper guidelines so that those that are illegally or nefariously putting out products can be you know, it can be handled and be confronted. That has to happen pretty soon. I would hope that does. Now, let's go and talk about tech and when it comes to e-commerce because there's a lot going on in this space. Now, in the United States, this is according to a, a report from Payments.com, P-Y-M-E-M-N-T-S.com. There's a report that service in November that Amazon was going to be planning to open Amazon Go cashierless supermarkets and pop-up stores, but such as soon as the first quarter of 2020. And the Amazon Go technology was being piloted in the Capitol Hill section of Seattle. Amazon rolled out their first Go C store concept in 2017. And in the U.S., they have 21 stores. So the, the idea is that there are now e-commerce retailers that are opening stores with cashierless technology as they hope to transition from the online world to brick and mortar. In the overall tech space, let me put my tech hat on here for a moment. What do you think about the fact that we could see more companies following that route? Because obviously there's more money that I guess they think there could be if they can go ahead and put out, say, like a franchise kind of model to put out stores, physical stores that will work on the same kind of technology as e-commerce. Yeah, you know, I've been seeing a trend where 
you know, the buzzword for the past couple of years has been direct consumer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, direct consumer was kind of uh, synonymous with e-commerce. And, you know, a company just creates their own products like Casper or Away, and they can just sell. They don't have to go through wholesale distributors and all that stuff. And they don't don't have to have a physical retail presence. Um, But... As the the these direct consumer brands like get bigger and they kind of satisfy some of the their e-commerce channels, they realize like in store, you know, the the retail channel is also still very valuable. It's, you know, still, um, I think uh, don't quote me on this, but I, I think you know over eighty percent of like uh, Black Friday stuff is you know holiday tra- transactions are still like retail, um, even though it's growing in e-commerce, you know, very rapidly. So many people just stop into a store and just, you know, have an impulse buy and just, you know, get a new, a new suitcase or, you know, shoes. Um, So I think that's why a lot of these brands, once they've kind of like gotten their product figured out on the e-commerce level, they're looking at, you know, things like, I think the Amazon Go uh, concept is really interesting. And and I'm seeing a lot of like pop-up stores like that um, to just ca- capture like, you know, Casper has stores now. So now there was a study of 2,000 cons- consumers of what they bought uh, from payments.com. And they made mention of that. It was 59% of U.S. consumers bought at least one thing at a store the after Thanksgiving uh, that was down for 61% in 2018. So, there's obviously, you know, there's obviously, it's just like everything else. Digital disruption, which I think that is the true word. That's what the 2010s were, was a full <laughs> digital disruption of everything. From how we watch our television, the, the consumer entertainment, consume everything. And where we buy things has just been a complete change. And obviously, I do like the direct-to-consumer deal, you know, straight from the factory kind of model. I really do enjoy, I mean, right now I have a subscription to Dollar Shave Club. But I mean, you know, some of the retail brands, you know, to get taken over by brands that are out there because of the fact that, you know, you have these newer models that come into play and if you can get factory direct pricing and the wholesale model that people like as well, then, you know, you see some of these uh, older models of the brands, you know, like I see now even the department stores trying to do the same thing, trying to create different models that will help to create lower prices and more products that they can have when their online stores are not performing. And that's what it comes down to. They all can't be Amazon and Walmart. So there goes down to that. Uh, now, one thing I got to ask before we finish up, and this is a question that's common for most people in the cannabis radio. When you are a business that's come from a different space, talk to you about the clientele that you already had existing and the Talico and how they feel about, or, do, or if they're aware of it, have they expressed any, any kind of uh, response to you taking on a client in the CBD or cannabis industry? Yeah, you know, I th- I, if I answered this question maybe three years ago, I think there would be a bit more pushback or just like, oh, why are you getting involved in mm-hmm. something that's, you know, it's still like a little shady. But I really think over the past, you know, year, the uh, acceptance of CBD in particular, because honestly, you you see it everywhere now. Like you see it, you see it in places you probably shouldn't, like coffee shops and everything. But like it's just it it seems pretty tame and pretty uh, safe at this point. So um, rather than 
having any pushback. We've actually, you know, had a couple clients uh, express interest in, um, uh, put, you know, potentially like selling or producing CBD products. So fantastic. Now, if there are companies that are looking to go ahead and work with Natalico and they want to be part of what you're able to do, uh, take a few moments to talk to our listeners. Again, the website is N-E-T-A-L-I-C-O.com. When they go to the website, what can they go ahead and learn about? And, you know, what will they get when they get a chance to, say, consult with you or someone from your team about working with e-commerce sites like Magneto, Shopify, and, and, uh, and WordPress? Yeah, and, you know, so if you're in the CBD space or you're interested in the CBD space, I would encourage you to go to our blog. I have one post there called the State of CBD and E-Commerce, and it's really a great overview of you know, the payment gateways, the, the uh, different e-commerce platforms and where they're at in like legalization and just, or just uh, authorization to sell cannabis products online. Um, and then in general, uh, if you're already in the e-commerce space um, and you have questions about like maybe you're on Magento right now, and, but you've heard about like Shopify, you know, is, is a cool platform. Um, if you have questions about like migrating, um, you know, just uh, send us an email. There's a contact form on the website. And uh, like I personally, one of my uh, personal favorite topics is uh, talking about, you know, the different e-commerce platforms, whether it's like Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce or WooCommerce. I, I don't have a like a favorite. I think that they're all different and have different fits for different retailers. So I, I love to hear about where a merchant's coming from and where they're going and, you know, see if uh, we can make a recommendation for them. Fantastic. So, Mark, thanks again for making time to join us. I'm glad we got a chance to bring you on board. Uh, not an area we do talk about when it comes to e-commerce, but uh, I always think it's extremely important that digital marketing and its influx and the opportunity for companies like Metallica to jump into the cannabis and the CBD space, uh, as we're talking about CBD market, for to have companies like yours coming in to offer help, uh, where there are other companies that are out there that, you know, they say, oh, we can do SEO for you. We can do affiliate marketing for you. Oh, we can do this, you know, social media help for you. And I think that just the right kind of people with the right kind of experience need to be coming in here. So I'm glad there's no hesitation by you and companies like yours to come into the space and help out because uh, knowing the background of where I've come from, you know, I uh, also manage a station that also talks about a lot of tech and digital marketing itself to understand that before coming into the cannabis space, I can relate because we jumped into the space in 2015 and we definitely see the benefits here and it's in great lockstep with what we're doing right now. And it's a very important space that needs to be serviced by companies like yours. Mark William Lewis, founder and CTO of Natalico Commerce. Thanks for being us with us. We're here on Blunt Business. Really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Again, folks, thanks again for checking us out. Make sure to go and go to check out the website, N-E-T-A-L-I-C-O.com. And as always, make sure to go and join us for another edition of Blunt Business. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. You can find our show wherever you find podcasts, Apple, Google, and you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Speaker, iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.